Hey Spotlight listeners, today we are going to be talking to Madeline Post. She is an awesome theology teacher in the Philly area, and for this Teacher Appreciation Week, she is going to share with us her experience of teaching during coronavirus, what that was like, and her inspiration for becoming a teacher. Really excited about this conversation, being a former teacher myself, and I think it's going to be a great one. We're so happy to talk to you. Welcome, Madeline. Hey, Madeline, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who are you? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a teacher. I teach uh, high school religious studies in the greater Philadelphia area. I grew up in Philly. I absolutely love my city. I went to Catholic school in the area for grade school and then um, for high school was part of this super kind of experimental learning co-op. And one of the things that I just absolutely loved about that co-op experience was the way that teachers really used relationship to cultivate a love of learning within their students. And that really inspired me to kind of think about whether or not teaching was something I would want to do as an adult. One of my teachers at the Learning Co-op was a graduate of Christendom College in Virginia, which is where I did my undergrad. And I loved it. I loved the humanities education that I received there. The professors were so wonderful and dedicated to student growth and student learning. After Christendom, I did my grad work at the University of Notre Dame. And while I was there, I was able to do an incredible service program called the Echo Graduate Service Program, which was just so impactful because it allows uh, theology master's students to really engage their theological studies through practical action in the world. Some Echo students will work at parishes doing ministry. Other Echo students will um, work in high schools teaching, oftentimes for the first time ever. Oh, wow. And I was one of those. I taught high school at a Cristo Ray school in Indiana. That experience totally changed my life and absolutely confirmed my desire to teach and desire to, to hopefully spark a love of learning and love of truth in others. And that's what I continue to do now in Philly. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, you are fabulous. I, (laughs) yes, I used to be a teacher myself for like in New Orleans at an all girls school. And it was quite the experience. And I know that they say after teaching, you know, it's like, I think they say your first year is always super hard regardless. And then your second year is a little better. And then by year three, you kind of feel like you have the hang of it and it's not as hard one thing that I've been thinking about is like, I can't imagine being a teacher now during coronavirus and all the pivots you probably had to make in terms of your instruction and how you kind of talk to the students and relate to them and encourage them, et cetera. Have you had any particular challenges with teaching during this particular time? That is such a great question. Um, And it's definitely a question that I think is on the forefront of so many of my fellow educators' minds. I remember right before quarantine really started last year, I had perhaps used Zoom like I could probably count on my fingers the number of times that I had used Zoom in a school setting. And then all of a sudden we were, you know, as soon as quarantine hit, we were challenging ourselves to use tools like Google Meet and Zoom to really make learning something that could happen outside the walls of our classrooms, obviously, because that's what we needed to do. And it was, I think, 
obviously it was quite stressful, stressful for teachers and also stressful for students. We were all kind of learning what this thing called digital learning felt like, what it looked like. Teachers were really working hard to make their digital learning environments connective still. And that was, you know, that was a challenge, but it was so necessary. So like I said, the relationships that I think the strong teacher relationships that I experienced in high school really kind of inspired and motivated me to kind of discern teaching as a vocation for myself. I really tried to remind myself of that original inspiration once quarantine hit and once our classrooms were thrown into digital spaces you know, how could I continue to cultivate relationship with students and how could I make learning something that mattered because of, you know, what we were learning, but also because it's something that we're doing as this classroom community and our classroom community really is a place where all are welcome. It's a culture of love. And I think that continuing to do that, continuing to emphasize community was something that was so, so challenging at the start of quarantine. Thank goodness. So many amazing digital tools are accessible to teachers nowadays. I really like this one tool called Pear Deck, which makes your, I don't know if you've ever used it before, but it makes your Google slides super interactive and fun. Um, And it's a great way to kind of, yeah, like bring everybody into the conversation and you can do a lot of like anonymous discussions as well, which really kind of helps to boost student engagement. So I'm a total nerd about all the digital teaching tools. (laughs) No, I love that. And honestly, I can't imagine what it would be like because even when I was a teacher, right, we weren't in a pandemic. So that kind of in-person interaction, I was always looking for ways to have the students be more engaged Mm -hmm. um, and interested in like what was happening in the classroom. And so I can't imagine trying to reformulate that, but then also they're in their homes and so right. there's that level of you have to kind of really reach in there and try to encourage them in like a in a way that will really retain them which is easier said than done you know so that's awesome i am so happy to hear that you found ways that your students really enjoy so being a teacher i know comes with its fair share of joys and also mm-hmm. its fair share of challenges what would you say is one of the most challenging parts of your job and then one of the most fulfilling parts of your job? Absolutely. That is such a great question. I love my job. I think it's a huge opportunity and you can really get to know your students in really special ways, right? You, you just are learning about usually 80 plus young individuals at one time and you learn a lot. But I think a really big challenge for me at least is that I oftentimes and honestly rarely know or really ever discover like how my particular religious studies course will inform a student later in life. I oftentimes really kind of wish I could have more insight into whether or not the class content is something that students will really kind of be inspired to take away into their future lives, right? Like, will they perhaps look back upon my ethics class and know how to reference the USCCB website to make an informed decision about everything ranging from interreligious dialogue to bioethical concerns? So yeah, I don't know, really not knowing how the class will inform students later, like really not knowing what seeds the class is planting 
is something that I do struggle with, but obviously my job is also super rewarding. One of the most rewarding things is that I get to teach students about something that I'm passionate about, which is the fact that God exists and that truth matters. And the incarnation um, is something that informs my um, daily experience of the world and reality. Right now, I'm teaching a unit on sacramental consciousness and the Catholic imagination. Whoa. Okay. Tell us a little bit of a breakdown. (laughs) Absolutely. It's amazing. So, Sacraments are visible signs that reveal invisible realities. And as someone who absolutely loves philosophy, but also like loves seeing beauty, I think in the world around me, knowing that that beautiful world, right? All the tangible things that surround me, knowing that somehow they contain the presence of God and are also like redirecting my mind towards the presence of God Mm. is so powerful kind of talking about that reality with students and doing different activities with students to help them, to introduce them really to that idea of sacramental consciousness is just so powerful and wonderful because it's not really something that I think they've thought about in theological terms before. Recently, like one of our, this was more of a fun activity, but recently we made a Spotify playlist with songs. Yeah. That kind of reminded us of God's presence and that revealed a deep truth about God to us. And then we like played it as we were working on a project in class, super fun. And also kind of a neat way to build classroom community and build classroom relationship and identity. Right. So anyway, that's, yeah, I love, I love introducing them to things like that. You sound in love with your job, which is such a gift. After I taught, I definitely was like, you know, I think teaching takes a particular kind of person. So so that's awesome, you know, and you really have to have like a love for it, you know? Definitely. I'm so happy to hear that you love your job. It definitely takes a special kind of person to be a teacher And definitely a special gift to put all that you put into it. When I taught, it was just a lot of work all the time, right? Whether you're grading at home or making lesson plans or spending like personal time with students and just kind of getting to know them and build that community and get them to kind of trust you so then they can trust more of what you're saying and what you're trying to share with them. I know it just takes a lot of work. And especially during this teacher appreciation week, I think that all of us, just want to say thank you to all of the teachers out there that have touched our lives. I know for me, I've sat and often thought about teachers in high school that I wish I can just contact and say thank you to because you just see the sacrifice and the love that they put into what they're trying to share with us. So thank you so much for accepting that call from God because oh my goodness you are definitely <laughs> blessing those kids and you know hopefully you can see the fruits of some of that love that you're trying to share with them so thank you it's yes. an honor to accompany it's really an honor to accompany students it's a really special privilege thank you so much and okay so tell us a little bit about where we can find you where can we find more information about what you're up to Do you have any resources for teachers or students that you'd like to share with us? Absolutely. If you would love to stay in touch with what I'm doing, you're welcome to follow me on Twitter. It's at Madeline underscore post and Madeline is spelled M-A-D-E-L-E-I-N-E. And then my last name post is spelled P-O-S-T and it's all lowercase letters. Yeah. In terms of a resource, I cannot recommend the McGrath Institute at 
the University of Notre Dame more highly. Uh, I think it's just an awesome website that always has interesting things going on, whether those things are online communities surrounding different topics in social justice, contemporary social justice. I also uh, just absolutely love their online courses. They recently came out, or this past Lent, they did kind of a Lenten journey through the St. John's Bible, which is just a lovely version of scripture retold through art. And the art is incredible. Talk about Catholic imagination and, and beauty revealed through kind of tangible experiences. Like that, of course, is it. That Bible is absolutely it. So whether you're looking for something to share with students or with parents or even just for, um, you know, personal growth and inspiration, perhaps something to recenter you as an individual in your teaching vocation or whatever other vocation you inhabit, that Bible is it. And this course can definitely help you to unpack it. They also offer really interesting sociological information on the state of church and religious identity today, particularly in teens. And that research is super easy to read and super important to read, especially if you're someone who works with young people. You can really get kind of a whole window into their attitudes towards faith and belief by just checking out a couple of these reports. One report that I find to be quite informative is their report entitled Understanding Former Young Catholics, Finding from a National Study on American Emerging Adults. And that particular report really can help you to get your priorities straight as a teacher. Mm. What are you hoping to leave with your students? What kind of attitudes and dispositions are you hoping to cultivate within your students? I think that really kind of getting in touch with the hard data about where young adults are today with belief is utterly critical for determining the way you want your religious studies classroom to look at least. So yeah, those are my resources. Super helpful for me. No, that is amazing. And we'll list those in our show notes so everyone can check those out and hopefully have their ministry be more powerful for young people. Also, I almost forgot at the end of every one of our episodes, we ask our guests what their hope of the week is. So this is just something that you're looking forward to, um, something that you're hopeful about. If you need time to think about it, I can go first or you can go first if you're ready to go. How are you feeling? I think I'm ready to go. Okay. All right. What is your hope for the week, Madeline? Yes. My hope for the week is to read for an hour. I'm going to actually try to read for an hour, which seems like a to me, that seems like a long time, at least every single night before bed. Recently, a friend of mine and I were um, doing a little uh, shopping trip recently in a neighborhood in South Philly. And we visited this bookstore and got copies of Maya Angelou's completed poetry. And I'm working through that right now. And it's beautiful. Her poetry is just incredible. I love that. Wow. (laughs) Now that you say that, I need to rethink my hope because mine... (laughs) Mine was literally, I am packing up actually because I am leaving Philadelphia after being here for a year and a half. And I'm going to make my way to Florida, where I'm originally from. And so my hope is that someone buys my furniture. And yeah, so just a very practical hope that I don't have to haul all of my things with me back to Florida. So that is mine. Much less informative, 
than yours, but um, maybe Not I can maybe I can read while I'm waiting for someone to buy my things. But anyway, thank you so much, Madeline, for being on tonight, and thank you to everyone that listened. Don't be shy. Go ahead, email your teacher, say thank you to them, and thank you to all of our teachers out there that are teaching us and informing us and loving on us and encouraging us, especially teachers that are teaching during these coronavirus times. You guys are awesome. So, well, we will talk to you all soon next week and we'll talk to you later, Madeline. Thank you. It's been an honor. Thank you guys for listening and thank you to Madeline for being our guest. Make sure to check out the resources that she mentioned in our show notes and don't be afraid to reach out and thank a teacher that may have influenced your life. Thank you to all the teachers that have influenced me, especially those that let me retake my math test. I'm looking at you, Mrs. Reardon. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening to Ave Spotlight. Check us out anywhere that you listen to podcasts, including iTunes and Spotify. I'll talk to you all next week. I'm looking forward to it. God bless. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit SpokeStreet.com.